You ready for Freddy? Now that's a fucking bong hit. You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddy Korea. Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us to another fantastic episode with Freddy Korea. It is a beautiful, beautiful evening in Las Vegas. It's getting hotter. The AC has been kicking in. I've been turning on the AC at night. The fan is strong. I got to install some ceiling fans. That's part of my uh, goals this weekend. Hopefully, I get to at least do one in... Yeah, silly fans, they're a game changer, man. Game changer. Because if you have your AC vents up high, they just push that shit straight into your face. It sucks when you have contacts, though, because your eyes get dry really fast. So it's another reminder. I need to take my contacts off daily. That's that's one of my daily goals. I got to start doing that more often. So today... On the podcast, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. First of all, I do want to welcome all the new listeners. If this is the first time you download or stream, thanks for the invite podcast. Um, you probably came here because you listened to someone else on the podcast, a guest on the show, someone told you about it. However, it is that you're listening to it, I want to thank you. And also, thank you to all the faithful listeners that always ready to share the podcast and tell everybody else about it thank you so much it's all all your support is the reason i do this okay i'm not doing this for money at least not yet maybe one day we'll get some sponsors i have i have tried though i've been trying um and we've had sponsors in the past but in the future that will come in the meantime this is just something to put out there it's a great outlet to put out content to put out entertainment for you if you want to listen to something while you're doing whatever it is that you're doing it's nice to listen to like right now i could be listening to a podcast and i'm like you know what how about i crank one out it's about that time i know i said i'm only gonna do two a month but been pushing them out weekly which is never a bad thing right if i could put out more content and have the ability to then i will I have been busy, haven't been able to book a guest for this uh, for this week. I do have uh, some awesome guests coming up, though. And uh, But I definitely do want to just chat with you and, and give some shout-outs uh, to some, some of my friends that have featured me on their podcast as well. Um, I want to give a shout-out to my buddy Gabe Nolasco. You heard him on the podcast a few episodes ago. His podcast name is Nolo Radio. He just featured me on there. Put some of my comedy at the end of the episode. It's the Drinking on the Job episode. Really good podcast, guys. My buddy Gabe Nolasco has really uh, reformatted his podcast and has really, what I'm trying to say is he's really come up with a great idea. And and I love it. There's this new format that he has on the show where he's going to tell you stories, talk about things going on. And then he's going to play some mix, you know, a mix of music, some hip hop. And it's and then at the end, he's going to play some comedy from comedians he 
he's got a feature on there and i was one of them so i'm very grateful for that so thank you to my buddy game Alaska. it's been one of the greatest greatest um friends i've had out here in vegas he's one of the first persons uh that uh you know vouched for me uh he persons can, did i say that right first persons first people well first people that vouched for me yeah i don't know I don't know how to speak English, man. It's a second language. I learned Spanish first when I was a kid. But, um, yeah, he was one of the first person that vouched for me at the club, at the at L.A. Comedy Club. And really supported me from day one, man. He just, I always say this, and I'll never get tired of saying it. He took me under his wing. And he really showed me what's going on out here. And set me on the right track. Other people could have been like, nah, screw that. Another Latino comic. You know, you've heard of that kind of environment before. I, I've heard it before in some parts in L.A. Latino comics just fight amongst each other instead of helping each other. And uh, I'm very lucky, very fortunate that that's not the case over here. Actually, I haven't seen that over here. I've seen nothing but support for one another. Vegas seems to be a very positive comedy place. You have drama like any other place, of course, but it's a very, very positive place. Everybody kind of supports each other. If anything, some other comics or or comedy scenes might see us as a little bit soft for not being as competitive as other places like New York, you know, San Francisco, L.A. Man, some places it's like cutthroat, man. It's crazy. Here, at least I could say it's it's been very supportive uh, from my experience at least and uh yeah gabe nolasco has been one of those people so uh oh another shout out i want to give is to my buddy matt slayer from and now we drink podcast i was just featured on his podcast on the most recent episode uh it was like close to two hours i want to say really fun stories if you always uh you know tune into the podcast and You've never really heard me on another show where I'm more in a, you know, getting interviewed type of mode. Even though it's not an interview, it's more of a conversation. This is the kind of episode you want to listen to because we're just conversating and some stories just pop out, man. Some crazy stories that have happened in my lifetime that I haven't shared on my own podcast. So definitely check that out. It's called And Now We Drink with my buddy. Matt Slayer, who I met at Skankfest, New York City, 2018. We met, we clicked right away, and uh, I'm telling you, it was like we're drinking buddies throughout the whole uh, comedy festival. It was pretty cool to meet someone that I could just click, and we had everything in common. We love podcasts, we love comedy, and yeah, definitely check him out, and now we drink podcasts. Oh, man. I just had to rush to the store right now. I was at uh, Alverson's out here in Vegas. It was one of those, like, I, I went in there to get a coffee from Starbucks. And and then I had to, um, that was the main reason I went into, I guess. But then I rushed to the restroom. I was like, after this coffee, I know, I know something's going to want to like slip out you know so i was like i better run it was one of those feelings and and i went in there i don't mean to gross you out so so sorry to be putting food in your mouth you might not want to listen to this part but 
So I sat down, right? And I heard on a podcast, I, I sat down on the toilet. I heard on a podcast that you do less wiping if you just spread your ass cheeks. Sorry for the new listeners. This is the kind of content you will listen to. Uh, and this is the kind of stuff you will learn. And it will benefit your life. So I heard on the podcast, I forgot where I heard it. Um, it could have been Legion of Skinks. And uh, they said, if you go into the restroom and you spread your ass cheeks apart, you'll do less wiping. Because then there's less peanut butter to be spread around, you know? So I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the bidet. I never had an issue with toilet paper when it ran out last year. I wasn't one of those people. I was cool. I was like, you know what? I got toilet paper, man. I mean, I got I got water toilet paper. I don't need no paper toilet paper, you know? I have the cleanest ass in Vegas, if anything, you know? Um, so I, I, I'm one of those people. I, I, I am strongly, uh, I'm a strong supporter of the bidet where you can spray your ass. I have two types, one at my house. My buddy Sammy gave it to me. It's the kind you sit down and it just sprays you. And then I have the handheld one also in my uh, gentleman's cave. I'll talk more about that one later. So my purpose, if I'm going to go to a public restroom, I I want to do as less damage as I can. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't have that phobia. You know, some people can't go in public restrooms. I I don't have that. I I could go into a public restroom um, behind a fence. I don't know. Maybe not behind a fence. No, I, I definitely need to have something, you know, wipe and clean with. But, yeah, so I, I definitely want to keep it clean as well. So I went in. I'm like, I'm just going to be in and out. I don't want my coffee to get too cold. So I sit down, and it just sounded like just like a, like a wind tunnel, you know? Maybe I'm exaggerating. It's not, not that it was like an open wind tunnel. It was just sounded like a... Uh, you know what? It sounded like a balloon when you squeeze the ends to let the air out. Those kind of farts. And it was just a long one. So I was just full of a lot of uh, gas, if you will. And, and that's all it was. And then I realized, oh, you know, it was a false alarm. And, and that's one of the things that I don't know about you, but I feel a little bit like, man, I just sat down. I, I just put paper all over this toilet seat. I feel kind of like gypped, you know, like a little bit like, did I just do all this work for nothing? I want, I want to get dirty now. I want to, I want to clean some peanut butter, you know? So I did feel a little bit, um, you know, the instant gratification was definitely not there. So I had to look at the positive and I was like, you know what, man? You got to take this as a blessing. It could be a blessing in disguise because how many times have I assumed that it was just a queef and then you end up like, you know, making a mess in your pants because you you just assumed it was air and it was really, you know, something solid or liquidy. So definitely going to take this as a win. At first I was a little sad, but yeah, it's it's good. It's a good one. I, I do feel better. I guess my stomach was just full of, uh, uh, you know, nitrogen. I don't know, air, gas. By the way, speaking of that nitro, that, that kind of reminds me. Um, I had a guy, I don't want to who, I don't want to say exactly, uh, 
it's just somebody I know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to give away who it was. Uh, it could be a comic. It could be a friend. It could be whatever. Um, but there was this dude that was. Uh, talking about the vaccines and I don't want to get too political or anti-vaxxer or pro-vaxxer I just want to let you know what this person was telling me and I haven't I've never seen this shit before um, but they were telling me that Nevada is going to enforce a passport for vaccines and we're going to be fucked so he's moving away from Vegas He's trying to escape it. He says that we're all going to be controlled. And he's he's the kind of person that will text me stuff like Joe Biden 2020 divided by the number you text to Joe Biden. I think it's 3303 or something like that. Uh, I could It's something around there, around those lines. Uh, if you divide it in, into that number, it equals 666. I did it. It doesn't exactly equal 666. It's a bunch of numbers, and 666 happens to be in there. So he's that kind of person, right? A lot of conspiracy, a lot of, like, uh, Joe Biden's the Antichrist, the vaccines, the mark of the beast. You could go back a couple episodes and hear me talk about that. This is not the same individual from that episode, by the way. It's a different one. Anyway, so he's telling me all this stuff, and he's like, he thinks he's dropping knowledge, right? So I'm just listening, and... And then he he's he's doing whippets. Uh, he, he just puts on this like this metal container in his mouth that looks like a whipped cream machine, like a something a chef or or or, or like a what do you call the not the chef uh, the chef of the cakes the people that make cakes pastry chef I don't know you know like somebody that's making fucking crepes French crepes and they're spreading whipped cream all over the crepe. It looks like a fancy can, a canister. He puts it in his mouth. He pushes the button. And it just releases this, like, nitrogen or some gas into his mouth, right? He sucks it in. He's holding it in like somebody had just took a big hit of weed. And he's trying to talk while he's holding in the the, the nitrogen. Is that what it is? Nitrous? I think so. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Leave me a voice message. Um, it's, and then he pops out this little, little, little like bullet looking canister. And then he refills it with another bullet. And he has a box full of canisters. And I, this dude is a really cool dude. I like this dude. That's why I don't want to say who it is. <laughs> and even if I didn't like am I out of respect I wouldn't but he pops it in I'm like wait what as he's telling me about the vaccine how it's bad for you he's doing whippets because I asked him I'm like what is that dude he's like whippets man you never tried it you know like the whipped cream you know the can you just you know how people do that and get high off of that this is like the next best thing to cocaine I'm like no I've never tried that before. I was like, what the fuck? I've never seen that before, guys. I've heard of people doing whippets. I didn't know that's what it was. Like, you actually have a container and you could refill it with... He had, like, a whole case. And and each each uh, little canister was one fucking whippet. Yeah, man. It was pretty, pretty gnarly. Um, <laughs> it's funny. It's like the, the shit people will tell you. 
You know, they're trying to give you healthy... Like, you ever had someone try to give you advice? You know, while they're doing... About being healthy about something when they're doing something very unhealthy? Like, somebody trying to tell you about dieting and then they're smoking cigarettes? You know, like, something like that. That's just, like, an example, right? It's like, do as I say, not as I do type of thing. But, yeah, I thought it was pretty pretty, pretty bizarre that you're trying to give me advice on... Uh, not taking the vaccine, but here you are taking whippets. <laughs> yeah, man. Gotta. I guess you gotta count your blessings. Count your blessings. Why? What? What does that mean? Count your blessings. Have you ever sat down and actually counted your blessings? Does that mean that you actually gotta just? I guess it just means be grateful, right? Be grateful for what you have. That's true. I agree with that. You definitely got to be grateful for what you have. You know. I see a lot of people with chips on their shoulders. I I I want to be a guy with a chip on my shoulder. Like that's what I I like I I'm so jealous of people with chips on their shoulders. I I don't know, maybe I get the chip and and I was going to say something corny, I just eat it. But no, it's like I wish I did. I wish I had the confidence to have a chip on my shoulder and not count my blessings. And you know what I mean by that? Like a someone with a chip on their shoulder. You know, the kind of people are always like, ah, it's not me. It's them. It's always them. Someone did this to me. It's always their fault. I feel like that in my head. But I, I, always, I guess I hate myself too much where I'm like, nah, it's my fucking fault. It's my fucking fault. You know, like if I go through a drive-thru or if I get bad service at a restaurant, I I do get upset. I'm like, man, this sucks. This is not what I'm paying for. But then I'm like, you know what? It's my fault. I could have cooked. I could have cooked the meal. I could have taken care of myself. But no, I want to be a cunt. And now I have to bitch about not getting enough ketchup at a drive-thru. You know? But I'm not, I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm a good person. Because I definitely am not. I have all kinds of evil thoughts. You know. I really do. I got the evil thoughts in my head all the time. But I don't get it. I don't, I just like, I don't, I don't get, I don't get like, for example, somebody that is always tailgating. You know those people that are always tailgating someone on the road? Like always complaining that the person in front of them is not going fast enough. It's always the same thing. My dad's like that. My dad's the kind of person that will... I put up a video a long time ago on YouTube. My dad getting road rage on people. It's hilarious. It's like he's... He gets road rage at people that have nothing to do in his lane. Like somebody would be talking on a cell phone. He'll start honking at him. It's always somebody else. That's what I'm trying to say. And, and you know what? My dad... I hate to talk shit about him, but... It, it, you know, it's relatable. And it's somebody that... I feel comfortable about talking shit about. <laughs> but my dad is that kind of person. It's never his fault. It's always someone else. Man, I haven't talked to my dad in a while. I gotta talk to him. I'll send him this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like last week, for example. I'll give you an example. Last week, the owner of the club at LA Comedy Club, he's like, Hey, Freddie, just so you know, um... You're not going to host on Tuesday because I'm going to Mexico and my brother is going to be out of town. He's the general manager 
and in case you can't get off on time for work from work i I don't want to be scrambling for a host i'm going to be out of the country so you're not going to host but you could do a guest spot on tuesday nights for those of you don't don't know every tuesday I, i host at la comedy club at the stratosphere casino in vegas so at first i was like man i just got bumped bro you know but then it's like nah gotta look at the positive i'm still gonna do a spot and i'm gonna do a guest spot so i'm not gonna get paid because you don't get paid on a guest spot but on the plus side here's what's nice about doing guest spots you don't have to stay for the whole show and if you do at least you don't have to be worried that you have to bring up all the comics to the stage as soon as you're done with your set whether you did good or bad the nerves are gone you're good to go so i'm like boom there you go that's a good example of counting your blessings be grateful right (laughs) i could have been all pissed but at the same time i i definitely do need to do more um gas spots man i think I've, i've been hosting for a long time i featured here and there I've closed some shows. That's not a headliner. Just closing. That's all. You know. But I'm not at that level yet. And that's the next level I want to get to. I definitely want to get to being a solid feature. You know, like I heard Joey Diaz when they talk about he had been headlining for years, but he didn't feel like a real headliner until the last, last three, four years he was telling Lee. And this is years ago, several years ago. But he didn't feel like a real headliner. And I know, not that I know exactly, like I've never been there, so I don't know exactly what he's talking about, but I know what he was referring to because I I get to meet a lot of headliners and I get to do shows with them and feature comedians. So I see the features and then I see the features when they headline and it's like, nah, they're not ready to headline. And some of it, they just pull it off, but, you know, by spacing it out with crowd work or whatever but they don't have the arsenal like and by arsenal if you're not familiar with comedy i'm kind of like just giving an example like just the ability to let's say if you get hit with a heckler you could handle it and then go back to your material if you dig yourself into a hole let's say you get angry right and it gets awkward and it gets really weird and when it gets weird you don't really get laughs (laughs) it gets just really weird um, that's when you got to pull out the fucking best arsenal and, the, and your best material. And then you got to, you dig yourself in the hole and then you dig yourself out of it. I seen comics do that on purpose. Those are the real G's right there. I seen some comics just fucking dig themselves into a, a hole and fucking it's, it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing when you appreciate it. Some people might be like, ah, oh, this motherfucker, this guy just fucking he just fucked up he should have not done that (sighs) good coffee but I see it as like man this guy's a fucking savage this guy knows how to fucking rock it I saw Joe Rogan at South Point Casino after one of my worst bombs I had just ate a fucking bag of dicks on stage at uh, Planet Hollywood it was one of the worst Edwin San Juan came over gave me a hug he may feel better, but I felt horrible. It was really... A, and I've had a lot of bad bombs after that, by the way. A lot of failures. But he came over, made me feel better, and then I ended up going to South Point Casino with Lizzie and I forget who else. 
And then turns out Joey Diaz showed up with Joe Rogan. They were doing a show at um, I think the MGA M- MGM. I want to say. So anyway, Steve Trevino was closing. He was headlining the show. That's a real headliner right there too. Rogan, Joey Diaz, and Gabe Lopez, the 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 guy that books the show. It's his show. Uh, 30 at 12.30 he put up Joey Diaz and then he put up his closer which was Steve Trevino but then it, I guess it wasn't I guess he might have asked Rogan if he wanted to go up and Rogan said alright maybe I will I'll try out some new material this is after Rogan had just released his album uh, comedy special uh, Rocky Mountain High so he was starting out fresh Bambi legs new material you know um he goes up there. He gets heckled right away. Right off the bat, this drunk lady just heckles him. And at first, they, they introduced him. It's funny. Gabe Lopez introduced him as, like, kind of like, uh, he's an open mic age. He hasn't been doing this this long, but we're going to give him a chance to go up. It's like a traditional, funny introduction to somebody that's been doing it for a long time, right? So, Rogan goes up. The fucking crowd goes wild. And there you go. This lady just heckles. And right off the start, Rogan destroys her. It just rips her apart. But it got a little awkward because he he didn't have enough time to win the crowd over. You know, if if it would have happened more like after he already got a lot of big pops, it would have been different, obviously. It would have been like, okay, now you're digging yourself in the hole. But no, it was like right from the beginning. It's almost like he had no choice. But he had to fucking address it. This drunk lady was like, just yelling stupid nonsense so that was one of the best examples i could remember because i see rogan struggling and literally it just there were some awkward parts guys it was awkward like you you hear rogan joey diaz talk about eating dick on stage and all that and we're like oh yeah they think like we we just think loud they're just saying that no no it really does happen and that was an eye-opener for me because i i wasn't used to seeing one of my heroes, you know, to fucking eat it, and it, again, it's not because it was a bad crowd, it was just a bad situation, but then I see him fucking dig his way out of it, and just wins the crowd over, it, it was like about 12 minutes of rocky road, <laughs> and then it just smooth after that, he just fucking destroyed, and, and at the same time, I don't blame him, he just went after Joey Diaz, who destroyed and then <clears throat> Steve Trevino fucking destroyed. And now you have Rogan go up there, which he's a destroyer, but he's starting off with new material, guys. You know, if you've done an open mic before, if you've done comedy before, you know that doing new material, it's like what Sam Tripoli, I said it earlier. It's like having Bambi legs, you know, just a little deer that was just born. And just coming out out of the womb and you're trying to walk, you know, but you can't really hold yourself up. Your legs are all wobbly and you're just trying to stay up. Those are Bambi legs. So when you got brand new material, those are Bambi legs, Bambi legs. And uh, I have Bambi legs on old material. Fuck it, dude. I'm not going to lie. Shit. I wish I was as, as good as Rogan. He could just bust out new shit. I'm jealous, dude. I get Bambi legs on old shit. (laughs) But that was one of the examples right there, man. 
one example is just seeing somebody dig themselves into a hole and destroy them. Well, last Tuesday, I go in, and I'm nervous, nervous, okay? Again, one of, one of the reasons I brought up Rogan on this example was because Rogan always talks about bringing in killers to, um, to open for him because then it makes him better. Now, the owner of the club put on this killer, just amazing comic. And he, I have so much respect for him. He's actually a headliner, guys. But he put him on to host because he wanted to have solid shows. And he's, by the way, he's one of the only, if not the, actually, he's the only comedy club that's actually helping us comics locally, you know, because other than that, other comics, they're just like, I mean, other comedy clubs, they're just bringing in the solid headliners. They want a Vegas act. They don't want, they don't want to deal with a new guy bombing, talking about abortion or rape. So, I mean, Matt has been nothing but like supportive in the comedy scene out here and he's developing comics, right? But since again, he was going to be out of town. So he, he has to put in some fucking killers. He is going to go hang out, relax. Why? He doesn't need anything to worry about of people getting kicked in the chest. You know, we don't want that. So, he said, you're still going to do a guest month. All right. So I go out there and I'm nervous, guys. You got, I don't want to mention the names because I don't want to seem, um, huh. To me, it would sound very pretentious if they were to listen to this. And, and I'm just sharing with you, my listeners, uh, my experience, right? So the, the host goes up, he fucking murders. And, and again, I want to backtrack. I don't want to sound. I, I don't want to sound pretentious because I'm not even close to being as good as them. But by what I'm about to say, it might sound like, oh, Freddie thinks he's at that level. Not even close. So I go up, and I'm thinking, I'm gonna eat shit. I'm just about to eat a bag of shit, and it's cool because then I don't have to stay for the whole show, and I could just go home and cry myself to sleep. Right, so I'm already nervous, very nervous, and then two more comedians walk in just to hang out in the back, solid headliners, and they're just hanging out in the back. And I'm like, ah, shit. And I talk to one of them, and uh, one of them's a uh, one of both of them are fucking amazing comics, but one of them for sure is a comedy legend um has been doing it for a long time and if i was to say his name you would know who it is but he's in the back i say hi to him and i'm always intimidated by him and a lot of people are for a lot of different reasons but when it comes to the stage he's also intimidating he's a beast i think i gave away too much <laughs> But I do respect this guy a lot, man. And uh, he asked me, he's like, hey, you going up? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you're going to kill it. You're going to do great, all right? I'm like, all right, thanks, man. So I'm like, damn, now now the pressure's on, man. Because if I eat shit, this guy's going to look at me even worse. Okay, because I've ate shit in front of him before. But it's been a while. So maybe it's like kind of like 
you know, Groundhog Day, you start over, <laughs> it's a new day, you just fucking, uh, that's the way I see it sometimes with these comics, when they see me eat shit, these headliners, I'm like, next time they see me, they'll just say, what's up, do the whole Hollywood talk, how you been, looks like you lost weight, and it's a fresh start, you know, <laughs> but, um, anyway, the comic on stage, he's destroying, I take a deep breath, and I'm like, fuck it, let's just go, let's just go, at least if I bomb, I get to leave, I go on stage, guys, and it's fucking, it's one of those crowds, so I definitely do want to blame the crowd, you know, sometimes when we do bad, you blame the crowd, sometimes when you do too good, you blame the crowd too, like, they're laughing at setups, what the fuck, but it has a lot to do with the comic before me, because he set him up for that, he set him up, he made him feel comfortable, he introduced me, he brought me on stage, and I just rode the wave. It's not that I did anything special. No, not at all. I just did shit. If I was to just repeat my regular routine on a different night, I could probably just eat it. But usually I'm the host. So I go up and and I, I have to deal with um, a cold crowd, you know. Sometimes you get a cold crowd and they're really good, though. Sometimes they're hot. They're ready to go. Um... But on this one, they were just great, man. They were so much fun. So much fun. Almost everything I was doing was just working. And uh, I get off stage in this comic I was telling you that's in the back. The comedy legend guy. Uh, I eventually walk up to to him and he's like, man, I don't even want to do an impression of him because you'll know who it is. I don't want to say who it is, guys. Um... I'd be cool if I could have him on a podcast one day. But anyway, he's like, you come, you know, he's like, I don't mean to be uh, rude, you know, I don't want to come across that way, but you've, you've come a long way since last time I saw you. And, And just for him to say that it was like the perfect timing, the perfect host. It was the perfect crowd because I got, I, I do feel I got lucky just being in the right show at the right time. Um, of course I had to put in my work, right? I'm just being a little hard on myself, but, um, it was just perfect, man. It was perfect. Gave me great advice. Um, he said, uh, he said, now, you know, he said, somebody gave me a disadvice a while back. So again, you're not asking for the advice, but I'm going to give it to you if that's okay. And I said, of course, man, please let me know. I want to hear all the advice. I'm feeling high, I'm feeling great, the momentum, I just want to give it all to me, baby, you know, so he tells me, someone he told me one time, after they saw me perform, and they felt like there was a change in my, in my act, they said, it looks like you already know how to perform, now it's time to do the writing, because sometimes when you're, you're learning, and he explained this to me, sometimes when you're learning, you're new, you want to do you want to do the writing and you want to do the performance and you're trying to do a bunch of things, but you don't know how to stand up there yet. You don't know how to stand with confidence. You don't know how to how you're gonna lean on the stage if you're gonna you know move around. So you're trying to figure out so many things at the same time. You have to worry about hecklers. He's like, the the compliment he gave me. He's like, you know how to perform now. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> but he's like, 
You know how to perform now. Now it's time to do the writing. And, uh, you know, the way I see that is like, oh shit, it's time to move. It's time to move it up another notch. It really is time to fucking just start working on that writing and just start focusing on the writing. So it really encouraged me. I'm, I'm glad I'm talking about it on this podcast. It's like I said, I don't want to sound pretentious. Like that's why I'm beating the fuck out of myself. Like it wasn't me. It was a great show, great crowd, great, great host. Um, but it is time. It's an, it feels good talking about this because it's time to just move it up. You know, I want to be able to do those kind of performances where, like, you ever see someone that you leave a comedy show and you remember one of their bits? You remember, like, man, this one really, like, made me laugh. And then you apply it in your own life. You talk about it. Like, I'll give you an example. My buddy Grumzilla was talking about this comedy show they went to. Or not him, but his friends on the show, Flashback with the Homies podcast. They saw this comic named Zoltan. Zoltan or Zoltan. I've worked with them in in LA Comedy Club before. Very funny guy. Uh, they they went to go see him and they brought back bits that they remember that he said. And they played a few of them on the show and it was like so relatable, so funny, and so great. And uh, oh, that's another thing this comic told me and said. Everybody has gone through the same experiences as you have. So you need to start writing about the stuff that could relate to them. That's what he told me. So that's why I bring up Zoltan because, man, the comedy that this guy brings is fucking another level, man. It really is. Shout out to Zoltan. I'm fucking up your name. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, Zoltan, Zoltan, Zoltan or Zoltan? He kind of looks like a fucking like a Greek Adonis. He's like very like good looking. Yes, homo, long hair, beard, just, and then he's great at comedy. It's like, God damn it. Don't you hate it when you have like a very handsome comic that like he kills it, you know? <laughs> People always get jealous of those comics, but um, anyway, that's the comedy advice I got that day and it felt good and it made me really feel like, man, what the, what the hell am I doing? I need a really fucking take it up another level start taking this shit more serious and keep pressing on man I, I've been doing this for about nine years now and it's been a nice journey I, I feel like I could have been further than I am now but you know I got my full-time job and I, I can make up excuses I just really haven't gone as hard as other people have I'm happy where I'm at though I'm happy with the shit I've learned in my life in comedy but it's time it's time to take it to another level so that's something I wanted to share with you guys just like you know just like I, I started with the conversation about learning new ways of um, defecating you know how to be cleaner when you defecate there's all kinds of things you can learn in this journey of life is what I'm trying to say you gotta count your blessings spread your ass cheeks get less peanut butter around it and uh perform better is what i'm trying to tell you that's what we got to do we got to perform better as a society as a person your individual life 
and this is the preaching part of uh, the podcast for the new listeners. This is where we just start preaching. Of course, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to sit here and preach, but I got more stuff to talk about. I'm going to do some more episodes, um, but I'm going to go ahead and finish this one on that. It's really like um, maybe just advice. I don't want to be preachy, but sometimes you get that revelation. You might be getting it now in your life. It's like, man, it's time to take it to another level. Whatever it is that you're doing. It could be exercise. Um, it could be podcasting. It could be the business you're thinking about doing. Uh, whatever business that you're doing already. What's the next level? What's the next thing you're going to do? Merch. You want to focus on merch. I want to do merch, by the way, for the podcast. I I said that recently. That's on my goals list. But I've always focused on comedy, on stand-up. You know, I've I've gotten jealous of uh, fellow comics that have merch, you know, and they're they're so great at their merch, great logos, and, and, and they're funny on stage, and I'm like, God damn it, I don't have shit yet. But, um... I guess what I'm really going to focus and I'm going to start doing is uh, the whole writing. I'm going to start taking writing to another level. I got to do it, man. I need to get some new Bambi legs, uh, Bambi leg material out there and, and just start polishing it and getting it ready. Because the advice that this comic gave me told me, especially after that performance, it told me that like, all right, I already know this material works. I already know it works. And I've, re- I, I've done good on it and then bad when it was new. And then as I'm polishing it, it gets better. So am I going to just keep repeating the shit that works? Or am I going to keep growing it? I'm not saying I don't write new material. I do write new material. But I'm going to take it to another level, man. Um, this really encouraging episode I heard with uh, Rogan and this comic, Laura... Laura beats i believe it's a recent episode rogan just had she i had never heard of this comic and man she's incredible man the thing that she has accomplished is a great episode i i also encourage you to listen to that episode with rogan and uh, lara beats you'll find it just go um search a, a recent episode anyway she during the pandemic she was overweight she got to lose weight years ago she stopped drinking she's overcome a lot of things and and she talked about writing how in a half hour she could probably pull off up to six good jokes of while she's writing and then three of those will you know if she's not doing the greatest like not putting all the effort she'll come out with three jokes so then out of 20 jokes i might be butchering this but one or two would be funny. So can you imagine all the shit jokes that you write as a comic? Um, and then only a few work out. That's really how it is. Not all of them are gems. A lot of them are fucking garbage. Especially mine. Uh, so that's why you got to really step it up. Things are opening back up. I see California might open in June. Shows are popping up everywhere. Uh, I'm starting to see open mics in Vegas. It's fucking exciting, man. Uh, New comedy clubs coming in. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. So that's why I really want to focus on this whole 
uh, you know, taking it up to the next level. And man, I'm tempted to name this episode Bambi Legs because I already named an episode Bambi Legs when I had Sam Tripoli a long time ago. I think I'm going to name it Spread Your Ass Cheeks. Nah, I can't do that. I I literally hit stop right now. I was going to just end it right there. All dramatic. Spread your ass cheeks. And then it's like, what? That's it, Freddy? What the fuck? You just leave us here with this? Nah. That's not a good name. I'll do spread. Hmm. Oh, by the way, at the end of this episode, I want to play my buddy. Dave Nunez left us a voice message. And you guys can leave us a voice message as well. Uh, On the bottom of this description of this episode, you could just click on the link. Leave a message. Something you like about the show. Something you don't. Something inspired you. Or just a shout out. Letting me know that you're listening to the podcast. Um, It's only about a minute long. So you can't leave a long message. But go ahead and leave us a voice message. I'll go ahead and play it. My buddy Dave left us a message on a recent episode. I believe it was the last one actually. Was it? Yeah, it was It was right after the last episode. I did like a, I don't know, 20 minute intro. And then he's like, I want to hear your guest already. Um, so there you go. <laughs> I appreciate the voice message. <laughs> so I decided I was going to play his voice message on, uh, why not on the next episode? So here you go. This was a, 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 an episode all by itself, all by myself. No, no guests. But my buddy's uh, Dave Nunez voice message. So enjoy that. And uh, oh yeah, also enjoy my my friend Dave. Um, his podcast, Mindless Digital. Hopefully one day we'll get to do the podcast. Uh, he told me to do it a long time ago, and we've rescheduled several times. One because he forgot it was his son's birthday, and then the other one he uh, his cord wasn't working. So. Uh, we're probably going to do it soon, I hope. Mindless Digital. Always a big shout out to uh, Bombastic Podcast. Always supporting us. Cassius Morris and his show. Uh, Chavo 101. Chicano-ish. The Mega Man Podcast. All you killers out there. Make sure you support each other. And take yourself... You know, whatever you're doing, take it to the next level and spread your Bambi legs. Hey, asshole. Your intro on this last episode, number 257, could be a whole fucking standalone episode. I'm 15 minutes in and you're still talking about your goals and working out. Dude, get to the fucking point. I want to hear your guest, not you ramble. Love you. Later.